your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 675 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, originally what I had planned to do is uh, a little stock up, stock down episode where it's basically just what it sounds like. We would take a look at the Rangers through the first week of training camp here and through the first two preseason games and kind of uh, pinpoint some players who have elevated their stock as far as, you know, making the opening night roster and or carving out a nice role for themselves and, of course, players that have maybe hurt their chances to accomplishing those feats. But the more I thought about it, it's only been two games and we're going to have plenty of time to do an episode like that, stock up and stock down. We'll probably do that one of the first couple episodes next week. Uh, by then, obviously, the Rangers will have played four preseason games instead of just two because the Rangers are back in action tonight, Thursday night, against the Devils, and then also Friday night against the Devils as well. So uh, I think next week's a better time for that. And what I thought we would do today instead, just some very casual things, a list of things that I would like to see from the Rangers for the rest of the preseason, but more specifically over these two games against the New Jersey Devils, it's just going to be, a, like I said, a very casual list. It's not like a ranking or anything like that. We're just going to go through a couple of things that I'd like to see and uh, maybe some of you guys would like to see as well. And uh, hey, if, if you have the chance, if you're watching on YouTube or whatever it might be, you want to email me, let me know what you'd like to see from the New York Rangers uh, over these next couple of games against the Devils. It's a lot of fun, though. You know, fourth game, or they're going to be playing four games in five days, I should say. And uh, with all that said, let's just go ahead and uh, kick off the uh, the countdown here, so to speak. Again, they're not ranked or anything. These are just very simple things that I would like to see. And we begin with more Brian Othman and more Will Cooley. I definitely can't be the only Ranger fan that would like to see more of these two players. Uh, we'll start with Othman. He was all over the ice Monday night against the Islanders. You know, He took a really nasty hit into the boards early in this game. He was bleeding a little bit. I don't think he even missed a shift. Uh, he was very visible. He was involved in some extracurriculars after the whistle, mixing it up with some of the players on the Islanders. He, of course, also ends up with two assists. Uh, he got the secondary assist on the Rangers' first goal of the preseason. It was a power play goal scored by Jimmy Vesey, made the score one to nothing Rangers on Monday night against the Islanders. And honestly, you know, obviously I mentioned that Brennan Offman had two assists when I did the game recap episode. But I should have made a bigger deal about the play that he made uh, on this goal that was scored here by VZ. He ends up with a secondary assist, but this goal probably does not happen if not for the hard work of Brent Offman. Basically, the puck is behind the Islander net, getting kind of close to the corner there. And, you know, big scrum, big, uh, big kind of, uh, you know, get together. There's, you know, about four players, two players on each side fighting for the puck, trying to get the puck loose. Brent Offman takes a hit from behind gets knocked to the ice, and while this is happening, like literally as he's falling to the ice, he somehow manages to send the puck around the other side of the net, along the boards, and up the boards, the sideboards, to Philip Hedl. Hedl's got some space and some time. He passes in deep to VZ. VZ scored that goal from that really tough angle there, but this whole thing 
came about as the result of Brennan Hoffman once again uh, finding a way to make a pass while being checked from behind and falling to the ice. So that was obviously great stuff from Brennan Hoffman right there. And his second assist might be even better. I raved about this one uh, during our game recap episode that we did on Tuesday, you know, talking about this game from Monday. But basically what happens, there's less than 10 seconds remaining in the first period, and Hoffman wins a foot race for a loose puck into the attacking zone. He's got some time. He looks over his left shoulder, you know, kind of see what was developing behind him, obviously keeping his head on a swivel there, and uh, did a great job, you know, finding Keandre Miller in the center of the ice, passes to him. Keandre Miller scores with less than four seconds remaining to give the Rangers a 3-0 lead on a shorthanded goal. So often assists on a goal on the power play, then he assists on a goal uh, on the penalty kill as well in the waning seconds of the first period. So that was awesome. And I can't wait to see what the kid can do for an encore. I'm hoping that by the time I finish recording this episode, we'll see the uh, Ranger lineup. We'll know who's going to be playing tonight. I hope Brian Hoffman is out there. I hope he gets every possible chance to stick in this lineup for the Rangers. It's an uphill battle to be sure. And, you know, of course, my understanding is that, you know, he has to make the Rangers out of training camp. If he makes the team, he can only be sent back to the OHL. He can't play for the Wolfpack. And if he does get sent back to the OHL, then that's it. He can't come back to the Rangers for the rest of the season. But again, it's just one game, the preseason game against the Islanders. But if Brandon Hoffman is going to play like this, then I fail to see what the point would be in sending him back to the OHL, a league that he just thoroughly dominated this past season, had 97 points in 66 games, another 24 points in 19 playoff games. I mean, really, what else is left for Brandon Hoffman to do in the OHL? And I realize he's still young, 19 years old. Rangers might feel like he's still developing. He could use another uh, you know, season in juniors, but... Again, if, if he plays like this, then I believe he will be worthy of a spot on the opening night roster. We'll see how the whole thing shakes out, but I would really like to see him get more run here with this team and hopefully at least get the opportunity to once again uh, be out there with the Rangers on opening night. An uphill battle, though it may be. As for Will Cooley, he played on Tuesday night against the Bruins. Didn't jump off the screen in that game the same way that Othman did against the Islanders, but I still believe Will Cooley, just like everybody else in training camp, or just about everybody else, uh, deserves every chance to make this team. And unlike Othman, Cooley can play with the Wolfpack this season. He actually got 18 games with the Wolfpack back in 2020-2021, uh, five points in that time. He also captained the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL this past season, 80 points in 59 games, another 31 points in 25 playoff games. And, uh, you know, again, somebody that's basically just lit up junior hockey. And I think with Cooley, pretty good chance he starts with the Wolfpack this season, partially because it's actually an option. You know, unlike with Othman, he either has to be with the Rangers or it's back to the OHL. Cooley can play in the AHL. But, you know, again, Cooley, he was solid on Tuesday night against the Bruins, didn't jump off the screen, but he did pick up six hits. Uh, that led all Rangers in the game. And let me also just say that whatever happens, uh, I would like to see Cooley and Othman get a little bit more ice time per night as this preseason stretches on here. Even if one or both of them are not in the Rangers opening night roster, let's at least let them get their feet wet, get used to NHL hockey, get used to playing some shifts with the New York Rangers. Uh, Cooley against the Bruins had 13 minutes and 52 seconds of ice time. It's not a small amount, but it was the third fewest among New York Ranger forwards. Uh, the time on the ice was fairly evenly distributed in that game. But Cooley, again, had the third fewest. Only Gustav Riedel and Bobby Trevino had fewer minutes in that game than did Will Cooley. Uh, for what it's worth, Cooley also had nine seconds on the power play in that game. 
Brennan Hoffman against the Islanders played a little bit more. He had 14 minutes and 37 seconds of ice time. So let's see, what is that? 45 seconds more than Cooley. Uh, Hoffman on that night also had a minute 43 seconds on the power play and 17 seconds on the PK. Uh, the 14:37 for Hoffman was the seventh most among Ranger forwards that night. So middle of the pack, but I want more. Again, give these kids every opportunity to show what they can do and stake their claim. And again, even if they're not going to be on the Rangers to start the season this year, then at least get them acclimated to NHL hockey. And I realize, you know, the preseason isn't at the same speed as the regular season, and both teams have star players who aren't on the ice, but it's still NHL hockey, and it's still a good idea uh, to get them as used to playing NHL hockey as you possibly can. And one last thing that I just wanted to mention here, as it pertains to both Offman and Cooley, neither of these guys would be out of place if they were to play on the fourth line. And I realize when you have high draft picks and big-time prospects, a lot of times you don't necessarily want to see them on the fourth line. And you think of guys like Kako and Heedle and Lafreniere, they don't... I mean, Lafreniere, he has a little bit of grit to his game, so he could technically play the fourth line, I guess, but I don't think you want to put a generational talent, quote-unquote, on the fourth line. But Overall, you know, the, the point remains the same here is that when you have uh, highly thought of prospects, big time skilled players, you don't want them going to waste on the fourth line. With Cooley and Offman, yeah, eventually you want to see them graduate from the fourth line. But to start this upcoming season, if one of them makes the team and one of them was out there on the fourth line, I wouldn't have any issues with that because both of them can play that style of hockey. They're big kids, they're tough, they're physical and they can do their thing on the fourth line. There's not too much on their plate. It's a way for them to get acclimated once again to the NHL. And then as time goes by and you're the Rangers and you see Offman or Cooley playing well or you need a shakeup or whatever it might be, they can very gradually, very organically work their way up the lineup and into a more prominent role, uh, namely a top nine role. But again, I wouldn't have any issues if one of them were to make the team and you put them out there on the fourth line on opening night. I'm completely cool with that because they both play a style of hockey that you know, works for the fourth line. So that's just the, that's the biggest thing for me. I want to see more Brian Hoffman and more Will Cooley uh, as this preseason continues here. We're going to uh, get into a couple of other things as well, just kind of a, a wish list, basically, a, a giant wish list of things that we would like to see uh, before the preseason ends, and, and most specifically in these two games against the New Jersey Devils on Thursday and Friday here. And we'll get to the rest of the list in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NHL, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so we do have a roster for tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. The puck will drop at 7 p.m. for that one, and I will get to that by the end of today's episode, but I wanted to finish getting through this list. Once again, just some things that I personally would like to see from the New York Rangers in this two-game set against the New Jersey Devils. Have kind of a quirky one here. I want the Rangers in these next two games, and keep in mind this is just for the preseason, to take a couple more penalties, and you're not going to hear me say that very often, uh, especially when you consider the fact that you know, we went through a 
two or three year bad penalty epidemic, basically, uh, up until this past season when they finally cleaned it up a little bit. But the reason I say this is quite simple. The Rangers have had a lot of turnover as far as their penalty killers are concerned. You think about the guys that were here last year that are no longer here, that played big roles on the PK. Guys like Rooney, Kopp, Mott, uh, Strom a little bit. You could technically say McKeg. Those players are all gone. And obviously, they still have some good penalty killers back from last season, as well as players that they've added uh, during this offseason. And that would, of course, be you know guys like Mika, Kreider, Goudreau, uh, Trocheck for sure, Carpenter, maybe some Jimmy VZ on the PK, but I'd like to see the penalty kill unit just get a little bit more work. Uh, there are some new faces, obviously, and it's important for these guys to get used to playing with each other while they're shorthanded. And on top of all that, you know, Gallant has mentioned that uh, he'd like some of the younger forwards to get some work on the penalty kill, and we've seen a little bit of that in these first two preseason games, especially with Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, Caco actually got two minutes and five seconds of shorthanded time against the Islanders, and I thought he looked pretty good. And uh, also, Alexi Lafreniere got a minute and 11 seconds of PK time against the Bruins. I didn't think Lafreniere really stood out one way or the other, uh, but it was a good penalty kill overall. You know, the Bruins only got the one power play, and Lafreniere was out there for more than half of it. And uh, as I discussed in our most recent episode, one scoring chance for the Bruins toward the very end of the PK, but for the most part, uh, the Rangers basically just suffocated them uh, during that entire power play. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of a weird thing to wish for because, you know, the Rangers playing good, clean hockey and only taking one penalty per night, obviously that's a good thing in and of itself. But for the preseason here, again, I'd like to just see the penalty kill get a little bit more work. So I wouldn't mind seeing the Rangers take, uh, you know, an extra penalty or two in this game against the Devils here tonight, put the PK to work, and uh, allow these penalty killers to kind of build some chemistry with one another, uh, work on their communication, everything. Obviously, that's very big during a penalty kill as well. And uh, yeah, like I said, we'll just uh, wait and see what happens. But yeah, not the worst thing in the world if uh, these PKers get a little bit of work uh, at some point in these two games against the Devils here. Uh, something else that I would like to see are Temi Panarin, Barclay Goodrow, and Sammy Blay. Pretty self-explanatory. These are the three most prominent Rangers who have yet to take the ice in the preseason here. Uh, Barclay Goodrow the other day said that, or pretty much inferred that if it was the regular season, he'd be ready to go and, and he'd be out there. Uh, we've also been told that Sammy Blay is all go for this upcoming season, although you know the, the lineup was just released and he's not in this lineup tonight. Uh, neither is Goodrow, neither is Panarin. Uh, with Panarin, I would think it's probably just a case of, you know, not really needing to put him out there for a whole ton of minutes in the preseason. Artemi Panarin is an established superstar in this league, knows what he's doing, and uh, it's always a little bit of a delicate balance. You know, you want to get these guys ready for the regular season. By that same token, you don't want them out there in the preseason uh, for, you know, more time than they need and potentially risking injury in what is, I don't want to say a meaningless game, because... To me, every game matters, and it certainly matters for guys that are fighting for roster spots. But for somebody like Artemi Panarin, I mean, is he really going to get a whole lot out of playing in the preseason this year? Probably not. Like I said, he just needs enough time to get his legs under him and get ready to go. Obviously, again, an established superstar, so there's no reason for Artemi Panarin to be out there for, you know, four, five, six preseason games, uh, at least I don't think. Uh, but speaking of Artemi Panarin, here's something that I definitely want to see before the preseason comes and goes here. I want to see the Panarin, Trocek, Kravtsov line. Uh, that's the line that we've been seeing during training camp. But as I just mentioned, uh, thus far in the preseason, Artemi Panarin has yet to play in a game. Uh, Kravtsov 
has played in both of the two previous preseason games. Trocek played in the most recent game against the Bruins, uh, but interestingly, Trocek and Kravtsov were not on the same line during the game against the Bruins. You had Trocek out there with VZ and Lafreniere on the top line, and uh, Kravtsov was out there with Elson and Brodzinski on the second line. And, you know, Trocek and Kravtsov, they got a little bit of time together on the power play in that game, but I would say that this trio of Panarin, Trocek, Kravtsov needs to get a little bit of run together, uh, especially if this is indeed the Rangers' second line to start the season. And we'll see. You know, we've been seeing them at training camp. Maybe there's a shakeup and they go with something completely different. But, you know, the prevailing thought is that that's looking like it will be the second line. Uh, Panarin, you know, he's your most naturally gifted offensive player on your team, but he's got two new line mates here. He's never played with Vincent Trocek. He played only a little bit with Vitaly Krasov two years ago. Krasov and Trocek have never played together. So we need to get these three into the same game and onto the same line at a certain point in the preseason here. Start building that chemistry and uh, just getting ready to go for the regular season. And, you know, if something doesn't click with these three, you know, like say the Rangers determine that Krasov is not the best option for that line, then we need to figure that out sooner rather than later. But yeah, give me Panarin, Trocek, and Krasov playing together in one of these two games against the Devils, and then preferably uh, at least once or twice more before the preseason wraps up. I've uh, got a couple other things on this list that I want to get to. We'll do that in just a second. All right, here's something else that I think might be some fun to see, uh, you know, in one of the two games against the Devils here, a post-game shootout regardless of the final score. And I actually had to check with my uh, fellow Locked On NHL hosts. I wasn't sure that this was actually a thing or if maybe I imagined it, but I was pretty sure that two teams in the preseason can agree to do a post-game shootout regardless of what the final score is. It's just a way, obviously, to get some work for the skaters as well as the goalies. And indeed, that is a thing. It actually happened a couple nights ago with the Sharks and the Kings. They agreed to do a uh, post-game shootout regardless of the final score. And I say, uh, let's go ahead and do that with the Rangers and Devils. I mean, why not? Teams do need to practice these things. I know that there are some mixed thoughts that people have when it comes to shootouts. There's some people that don't like it. But facts are facts. Shootouts exist, and they determine winners and losers in today's NHL. And I do like them. You know, they're exciting. And I don't need to see the Rangers tie 15, 17 games a season. You know, let's, let's get ourselves a winner here. And, hey, I mean, it's not the same as winning in regulation, because obviously you win in regulation, your opponent gets zero points. If it gets through the entire regulation, the entire three-on-three overtime, and you're still tied, let's go ahead and break the tie. Somebody gets two points, somebody gets one point. But again, I see no reason not to do this with the Rangers and Devils. I do wonder, you know, if skaters like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad, if you're in a preseason shootout, I just kind of have to wonder out loud here, like, would you maybe go to your third or fourth best move in the shootout so as not to you know, tip your hand as far as some things that you might end up trying in this upcoming season's uh, regular season? Something to think about. I would think you might want to do that. It's kind of like a magician. You wouldn't want to reveal your best tricks, right? So uh, yeah, but uh, for me, no reason not to see a shootout uh, at some point during the, uh, the preseason here. One other thing that I would like to see before the preseason is over, and this one pertains more so to all of the remaining four games as opposed to just these two games against the Devils. But at some point, I'd like to see a quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. Like I said, it's probably a little bit too early for this, you know, playing these two games against the Devils here. But at some point, I would like to see the Rangers go with a lineup that's going to be fairly similar to what they go with on opening night. And for this, 
I would think you would wait until the last preseason game or the second-to-last preseason game. Uh, the second-to-last preseason game, for those wondering, is home against the Bruins on Wednesday, October 5th. That would be six days before the Rangers start their regular season. And then the last preseason game is Saturday, October 8th at the Islanders. That is just three nights before the start of the regular season for the New York Rangers. And, you know, as much as I like to see the prospects as well as the fringe roster players battling for spots on opening night— I do think at least one of the six preseason games should be something resembling uh, a regular season simulation, if you will. And I know some people are going to hear that and they're going to think like, well, didn't you see what happened in Lafreniere the other night? You know, he took a shot to his ankle area and he was hurt and he didn't return to the game. Um, Yes, I did. And I get that. You know, there's always a risk for injury uh, whenever you play hockey. But I think, you know, there's a delicate balance. Again, you don't want to overexpose your top superstar players and have them out there for all six preseason games or five of the six preseason games. But I do think it's important, again, to play against an actual opponent, you know, not your own guys in training camp and compete a little bit and just get ready to go for the regular season. Yes, injuries can happen, but I mean, there's only six preseason games. The top players are only going to play in, you know, maybe two or three each. So, for me, it's a risk worth taking uh, to get this team ready to go on opening night against a very good Tampa Bay Lightning team. You have to have at least one game where you're maybe not quite at regular season speed, but somewhat close to it, at least in the same ballpark. And I, I think the Rangers will probably do that uh, maybe in one of their last two preseason games. We'll see how they go. A lot of different ways that uh, they could approach the situation. I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in today's episode that while I was recording uh, the lineup for tonight's preseason game against the Devils has been posted, so I figure we might as well uh, run through that real quick together. You've got a top line of Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider on the left wing, Sammy Blay on the right wing. So Sammy Blay, I misspoke earlier. I guess Sammy Blay is indeed in the lineup here tonight, but that's good to see. Obviously, he had the torn ACL this past season, and he's out there on the top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. I know Ranger fans have mixed thoughts on this. You know, there's fans that would like to see Lafreniere get a chance there, or maybe Capo Caco. I have mixed feelings on it as well, but, you know, I, I can come around to it a little bit if the Rangers like what they saw from the kid line in this past year's playoffs, and they want to see what those three can still do together. And if you want to do that, then by default, you're going to basically have Sammy Blay on the top line and Vitaly Krasov on the second line when the regular season starts. So if the Rangers want to go down this road, again, it was not my top choice, but I'm okay with it. And let's see what Sammy Blake can do out there uh, with two of the best players on the New York Rangers. Very, very curious to see him in action. It's been a long time since he's played NHL hockey of any kind. So uh, good for Sammy Blake working his way back and uh, gets a chance to show what he can do with Mika and with Kreider. The second line, it's the kid line. You got Philip Hedl centering Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco. The fact that Lafreniere is playing in this game, I think, means that we can all breathe easy. Obviously, Ranger Nation was a little bit nervous the other night when he took that slap shot friendly fire off of his ankle, and, you know, he left that game, did not return. Obviously, it's the preseason. You're not going to throw somebody back out there if you're not sure about what the injury might be. But again, the fact that Alexi Lafreniere is back in the lineup just two nights after that happened, yeah, I would say the injury is fine. If there were any concerns whatsoever, there's no way Lafreniere would be playing in a preseason game. So we're all good there. Uh, the third line, you got Kodorenko centering Othman on the left wing, Gautier on the right wing. So I get my wish a little bit more Brandon Offman here, and we'll see what he can do. He was on the fourth line when he played against the Islanders up to the third line here. The fourth line is Henriksen with Gettinger on the left wing and Edstrom on the right wing. All those guys, you know, tremendous long shots to make the roster. I suppose never say never. Uh, as far as the defense pairings are concerned, you've got Lindgren and Fox, which will 
certainly be one of the pairings on opening night. Second pairing, you've got Hayek and Barkowski. And then the third pairing is Scanlon and Wolinski. And that's how the Rangers are going to line up. And as far as the goalies are concerned, you've got Igor and Lindbaum. I'm not sure if they've announced. It doesn't look like they've announced exactly how they're going to deploy both of these goalies. But if they do it the way they've been doing it, uh, Igor would start the game and then Limbaum would come in sometime about midway through the second period. Or maybe Igor plays the whole game tonight. Uh, we shall see how it shakes out. Um, the other news here is that Hartford Wolfpack training camp opens on Monday. So when you hear that, you figure that the Rangers are probably going to be announcing some roster cuts in the next couple of days here, probably this weekend at the latest, because if the Wolfpack camp is going to start Monday, they need some players. And obviously the Rangers right now have 61 players in camp. So sooner or later, you're going to have to start, you know, trimming some players from that roster. And it'll be interesting to see the first round of uh, cuts for this team or the first big round of cuts because Adam Sakura, who the Rangers drafted in the second round with their first pick of this past year's draft, he has already been returned to HK Nitra of the Slovak Extra Liga. And, you know, it's cool that Sakura got to play a game in Madison Square Garden before they sent him on his way. Uh, he was out there against the New York Islanders, the game that the Rangers won 4-1. to Did fine for himself, but obviously he's a long way away from, you know, making his debut in the NHL, or so it would seem. Uh, just turned 18 years old. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep eyes on Adam Sakura and see how he does with HK Nitra. Uh, we always do that on Lockdown Rangers. You know, every now and then we'll check back in as far as the prospects are concerned. We'll do like a prospect update episode, and obviously we'll do that this season as well. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention, we've got our fantasy draft coming up this Sunday. It will happen at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I figure Sunday night's a good night for it because, you know, people aren't really doing a whole lot just watching the NFL usually and, uh, you know, just seems like a good neutral time for everybody to get together for a fantasy draft. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Definitely mark your calendar, set a reminder, do whatever you got to do. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to talk about whatever happens between the Rangers and Devils on Thursday night. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.